0: Today's date is October 20th, 2023, and this is episode 44 with Matt from Michigan.
1: Hi, punks. Going to school, huh? Yeah. Why don't you play fish hooky and come fishing with
2: us? Yeah, boy. They're sure biting. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get behind me,
1: say. Jesus said, Get behind me, say. Jesus said, Get away from me, say. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, say. Jesus said, Get behind me, say. Jesus said, Get away from me, say. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now, Jesus went through the desert forty nights and forty days when he got tired and hungry to his father he would pray but the devil came to jesus said if you want to be fed why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread get behind me satan jesus said get behind me satan jesus said get away from me satan jesus said you don't tempt the lord thy god get behind me satan jesus said get behind me satan jesus said get away from me say Jesus said, you don't keep the Lord thy God. Then the devil, he to Jesus to the temple up on top. And he said, if you are the son of God, you'll for this open drive. Although the scripture says that angels will slow your falling down, and they'll gently put your feet back on the ground. He said, get get me, Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord, thy like God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord, thy like
2: God. Ooh.
1: Then the devil came to Jesus, to a mountaintop to shove. All the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below. And the devil he told Jesus you can have all that you see. If you will just bow down and worship me. Said, get behind me
2: Satan. Jesus said
1: get behind me Satan. Jesus said get away from me say. Jesus said you don't tempt the Lord like God. Get behind me Satan. Jesus said get behind me Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, he said, don't tempt the Lord like God.
0: Hello and welcome to this is an official Godcast. Thank you for tuning in on this beautiful Friday evening, afternoon, evening. My name is Ron Johnston and I'm here with Flightworks Mary. And tonight, giving his testimony, our special guest all the way from Michigan, Matt from Michigan. Let's start off tonight with welcoming our host Mary Flightworks
1: what Hi. is
3: going on what is going on what is happening well the peppers are still growing we haven't had a fr- frost yet
0: yeah I'll see that's cool
3: so no frost on the pumpkin Yep. another right. ranch Bible study tonight so I'll be heading out quickly at the end
0: fast as possible at the end yes I understand that How are you? Life is good. Life is good on the range. Uh, Bees are getting cold. Tomatoes are slowly coming to an end. Still getting a couple tomatoes.
3: So what happens with the bees in the wintertime? What do you do about that?
0: Uh, You just wrap them up. Uh, Put a little insulation around their box. Keep their hole open. And, uh, they regulate their own heat. They take care of business.
3: Do they hibernate kind of, or something?
0: They go very inactive. They go inactive, but they don't hibernate. Uh, that's why they, you know, they, they gather up that honey. So wintertime, they eat that honey up all winter. They just stay in their box and eat, sleep, do number two. And, uh, that's about it.
3: So you don't get any honey in the spring. Maybe, uh, only later. Cause they've eaten it all some all winter. Probably.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't get any honey this year. I, I went down to my local farmers and picked up some honey
3: <laughs> to feed the bees,
0: To <laughs> <No>, feed me. <laughs> That's what I make my bread with. I make my, uh, oh. I make that honey wheat bread. I'm just, man, I got oh, yeah. hooked on that. Yep. And I just, so I gotta, but, uh, you know, I got, I got two boxes of bees this spring. One of them died real early and, uh, you know, I could have split the one hive a couple of times. But I just did, and I just wanted a real strong hive. Hopefully, that would make it all the way through winter, and then we'll give it a good round. Go, we'll give it a good go next year, and hopefully, we can harvest some honey next year. But, but they did incredible work in my garden this year, and so I I cannot complain. They are definitely worth having. Get some bees if you don't.
3: Yes, pollination so important.
0: Absolutely. Um, For those of you that are listening live in chat, please, if you have any prayer requests. Let us know. Tag Mary throughout uh, our live chat, and we'll pray for you at the end of the show. Next week, we've got Pastor Chad Peck, another Michigan boy. Uh, Chad Peck, an old friend of mine, he wasn't a pastor when we parted ways about six, seven years ago. And uh, since he has become a pastor and planted a church in his area, so very interested to hear his story. And then the week after that, we have Cress, And I know Mary's excited about that, and so am I, another B-Dad coming at you.
3: Yeah, I got to meet him in Fort Wayne, him and his family. Oh boy, they just shine bright. Let me tell you. So it's going to be really awesome when he comes on too.
0: Awesome! I'm excited, and we got to be dad this week. We sure do. A Michigan boy.
3: Yes. A farmer. Very busy, 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 busy. Be dad.
0: Matt from Michigan, welcome. Welcome to the Godcast. How are you?
3: I am doing great,
4: Ron. How are you doing? Fantastic. You got any bees over at the farm stand? Not yet, but I have a spot designed for bees in our quarter acre permaculture that we're going to put a couple of hives in this upcoming spring.
0: I knew you would. You've got everything else. I know about it, but I I'm talking like our listeners know all about it. T- tell us about project farm stand here in Michigan. Tell us where you're at and what you're doing.
4: Wow. So Project Farm stand, we're, so we're here in Eaton Rapids, Michigan, which is south of Lansing north of Jackson, Michigan.
2: Uh-huh.
4: And Project Farm stand is a long it's just been a, a brewing for a long term, a long time. and it started really the name came from homeschool. In 2021, my wife and a couple of mothers got together and they did a homeschool class called Project Farmstand. There was about eh, 17 to 20 kids on any given week in the class. And, and they learned what can you grow on your property and what can you convert it into? And so it really covered a lot of aspects. It covered science, biology, planning, even marketing, budgeting, the whole nine yards. And so for instance, like one topic was elderberries. And so they learned about elderberries. They made elderberry syrup. The kids also during this class grew meat chickens and then learned how to butcher meat chickens. Some of the kids, you know, studied garlic and, and what you can do with that. So so the main thing was standing. So it's all, stand is all capitals. So stand is standing together as a community. So how do we get together as a community to foster these ideas and really try to create a guild to allow people to explore like all the natural, holistic, God given remedies that we get with God's creation with his plants. And so from that homeschool concept we took it into a farm and turned our farm into a 508 c1a unincorporated ministry and really it's it's a it's a guild because we can't do it all for instance we mentioned the bees well i'm not going to do the bees myself i'm going to partner yeah. with a with a young man he's a veteran he lives in the local vfw home and for they have like a bee program for the for the veterans there
2: mm-hmm.
4: and so i'm going to we're by the farm the ministry is going to Buy all the bees and the boxes, and, and he's going to manage everything.
0: Nice, and, and
4: and we'll we'll compensate him for that. And so that's that's the idea. Is one we're going to create content here that's good, healthy, clean food, but we also we want to be like an incubator where we can have others come in and make products as well. Uh, I have another woman that I, I harvest our plantain, and then she converts it into a solve, which then we sell. And so. So that's kind of the internal focus of Project Farm Stand, and the external focus is, you know, we give our fruit, first fruits to the needy. So there's there's people we know in the community that that we donate food to, and then we also, for instance, uh, support other ministries with food as well. Uh, my daughter is on tour right now with the Rise uh, Collective Theater, and we donated food to their ministry to support them while they're on the road. And where we want to go is into the cities like lansing and jackson and actually do a day where we bring food in good clean healthy food bring praise music in and just love on those areas where the widows and orphans are you know those dark areas in those cities and so that's the external focus so this year we really focused on just getting the foundation of, of being able to create that food structure and then from there we want to take it external and into the cities and show people you know not only provide them fish but show them how to fish you know show them how they can do it like for instance you're set up in the city right and you're pretty sufficient there yeah you're really so,
3: doing it yeah what a vision I mean that's that's really awesome good work
0: yeah' I'm- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say those kids probably learned more with you than they did at uh, their public school, <laughs> for sure. And, uh, you know, we're always encouraging people to get out there and do God's work. Find what you're talented at. What are your gifts? What are your talents? And go out and do it and do it for the Lord. And man, look at you. You're really doing it, man. God bless you. That's awesome.
4: Yeah, Lord willing. Lord willing, we're, uh, we've been moving along and my oldest daughter for writing, she's writing for me here and there, and she's written a couple articles for our website. And, and that's her homeschool class. And at first when I told her that she was going to be writing for me, she kind of looked at me funny, but then when I explained to her what I needed, cause I said, I need help, I, I don't have time to blog and I don't have time to do all this mm-hmm. and I need help. And then when she saw that and she saw the vision, she said, you know, this is really cool that my homework, is not going to just go to waste? It's, it's something you do once a teacher reads and it just. It goes away. Yeah. You know, this is actually helping the family business and the family ministry. So
3: Wow, impactful, very impactful. And now please yeah. tell the listeners how
0: they can find Project Farm Stand online.
3: So
4: if you go to www.projectfarmstand.com. So that's our website. And so you'll have access to all the different, you know, the food that we have available and the different uh, products we offer. And then you have to be a member. We have a private membership association, so you just have to agree to the terms of, of that. It's basically, you know, we believe in the Constitution, we're Christian, and, and we believe we don't need the government to partner with us in our relationships.
0: So do you have to be in Michigan to, to take advantage of all these things? No, no. We have actually,
4: we have a member from the Northwest. Uh, I think somebody after Bards Fest just signed up from California Arizona, uh, Illinois. So we we have a, we're we're starting to get a few members bill, you know, so we do ship some products. We're not shipping meat yet. But yeah, you know, I I create, we we make uh, chlorine dioxide as a disinfectant. So we we do ship certain things, more of the grains and whatnot.
3: Well, Minnesota will be uh, on that list soon. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so another thing I want to
4: mention too with Project yeah. Farmstand, what we do too is we vet uh, we vet local farms, and once we see they have good standards and they're not using any chemicals, we we're trying to partner with local farmers to to offer their products as well. So, for instance, right across the field from us is an organic farmer. He's a fourth generational farmer. He said before COVID, he did about a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of sales. Last year, he did 230,000 just because COVID crushed all the small businesses that were using his goods. And so, for for me, you know, that I come, I have an engineering background in sales. And so, for for me, I want to try to do what I can to help him. You know, once I vetted his his products and knew they were good, you know, those are offerings we're going to add on our market because it's it's just not what we support. But in the farm stand, we want to support all the others in the area too. So, and just be the kind of a source to vet those those products.
3: So Mary in the chat asked is, is it a, a bartering system is it like a barter system?
4: I do barter I mean there's there's uh, some I have some people that pay for meat with silver. Uh, I hire people there's a, a, a mechanic who's been laid off and, and I've been paying him in food credits and silver and cash however he wants. So yeah definitely bartering. For sure, I'm open
3: to that. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I I really wish we'd have more, more, more like this in other places. And so, hopefully, you, you'll inspire some others here to um, go along a similar path. Because it's obviously um, really super good for your community, but really awesome for your family and the closeness, and even just you describing how your daughter, you know, is writing something, you know, uh, that's educational, but also it's helping the family business. That's pretty awesome.
4: Thank yeah, you. And one of the places we've been inspired by is Helios Farms out in Oregon. You know, Theo's helped us set up our our unincorporated ministry. And then you know he he was telling me I have to start building the tribe, and so we're we're on our way to getting our tribe built and, and working with others. So he and I talk frequently, and, and he's an advisor for for our uh, our five away, and I'm a, I'm on his. And you know, and that's that's their mission out there is just to re- return the forty to hundred acre farms back, and, and get people to start growing things because the more we, the more we do that, the more independence we can we can create on that and it's it's more honoring to god too i believe
0: amen to that all right we're going to get into your testimony before we do let's start with a prayer so uh, if we could everybody please bow your heads dear heavenly father thank you thank you lord for having us here for another testimony on godcast tonight. We know We know you're the reason we're here tonight, to show your love to anyone who will join us by listening. I pray the testimony given here tonight, Father, I pray that it glorifies you, and I know that it will. Thank you for our brother Matt tonight. Thank you for guiding his life all the way to this very moment to show others your love. Use us tonight, Father, to bring your word to any open ears. Father, help us to focus on the kingdom in the next two hours here. Help us to be great examples. Help us to convey a message that stirs the hearts of the unsaved and brings them to your Son. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank you, Ron.
0: Okay, Matt. Matt, thank you for being here again, and we greatly appreciate your time. Uh, we know it's not easy to break away from your family on a Friday night, <laughs> so we, we greatly appreciate you being here. You're welcome. Yeah, we're going to turn this floor over to you, so anytime you're ready, Matt, you can, you may begin to tell us what the Lord has done in
4: your life. All right. Well, let me uh, get my cheat sheets here. So we're first. We're going to talk about my life before Jesus. So, so for the first thirty years of my life, I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. So I grew up uh, with parents that were both very hard workers. My dad is a, a mason. He does stone masonry, brick masonry. So my brother and I grew up working weekends for him, working the summers for him, and. And my mother was a very hard worker as well. Uh, and, and they also, they uh, they also, like, they had a very good social life, too. Let me just put it that way. And so, you know, I grew up with an experience with alcohol. I grew up uh, learning the vocabulary of, you know, that would probably, I, I think Masons might swear worse than sailors. I don't know. But I, I knew every swear word by the time I was uh, probably five. <laughs> And so we, uh, we had also, you know, we had a lot of crew joking and stuff like that. So I, that's just kind of the way I, I grew up. You know, we would go to, on occasion, we would go to Easter or Christmas service uh, with my grandparents. And then when I was in fourth grade, I moved to a different elementary school because our, 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 our school closed down. And so my mom thought it would be good when I started going to this new one to enroll me into a Bible. It was like a Bible school. A local church would come to the school one one day a week and they would pick up the kids that you know got signed up to go to this this bible school and we'd go to their church and and they would uh go through like an hour you know work with us and then they would send us back to school and, and i just want you know just kind of want to bookmark that you know so that that was the seed that was planted but for me i didn't walk with the lord after that or or, or anything i knew of jesus uh I, I would pray, but I, I didn't have any relationship whatsoever. In high school, I most weekends I was probably drinking. Uh, I, I did play sp- some sports, I wrestled for a long time, then played football. And you know, my goal was just more more partying, partying, partying then, you know. So <clears throat> I and, and then in college, so when I graduated high school, and unfortunately, You know, God blessed me with some intelligence because I didn't study hard, but I got decent enough grades where I was able to get into college. Uh, When I graduated, my dad said, you can be a Mason because I was pretty, at, at that point, I was an apprentice level Mason, but I decided to go to college and I studied engineering. So I actually went to school for plastics engineering at Ferris State University and put myself through college working for my father in the summers and then also bartended. So needless to say, through bartending, I had a lot of uh, opportunities to expand my partying. And just by the grace of God, really, I made it through college. <laughs> and, uh, and through that time, I, uh, I dated my high school sweetheart most of college. We, we broke up for a while in college and then ended up getting back together and then moved out to the Pacific Northwest. So my, now my, my wife, on the other hand, she was my sweetheart at the time. She was kind of polar opposite in college. I mean, she didn't have a relationship with God. She did partying and stuff like that, but she was an academic All-American. She played softball, was an honor student, and she wanted to go work for the best uh, or the biggest employer in Oregon, which had, at the time was Intel. So she got a job for Intel and I followed her, uh, followed her out to the Northwest. And we had the privilege of working or you know living out in the Northwest for a few years and and uh, really enjoyed being out there. But our, our whole life was about our careers and partying, partying. You know, we always wanted to push for that better job. We always wanted to try to earn money and at the same time enjoying ourselves. And, and, you know, that's one of the things my dad did t- t- teach us is he's like, you never mix the two. You always work hard. Then when you're done, you know, then you can have a good time. So fortunately I was able to do well in in my different jobs, uh, then had the opportunity to move back to Michigan in 2001 to go work for a a Japanese company. It was a a chemical company. I did technical service for a couple of their plastic product lines. And in 2003, this was January. So January of 2003, my wife, we just found out she was pregnant, which we're really excited because we wanted to start a family. And a couple of weeks after we found out she was pregnant, I got in a really a bad drinking and driving accident, which I almost killed myself. And and again, by the grace of God, I didn't even, I didn't even have a scratch on me, but when I pulled myself out of the ditch, you know, this was January in Michigan, I went off in a <clears throat> and when I came up, this guy came running down the highway and he goes, oh my gosh, you're alive. And I'm like, yeah, I'm right here. You know, and he goes, I thought you got decapitated and I didn't even know what he meant, you know, and it was really embarrassing because I have a lot of family in law enforcement. So when the state troopers came up, they, you know, saw my last name and they're like, Hey, are you related to this guy? And I'm like, yeah, that's my, are they like, do you know who this guy is? And I'm like, yeah, that's my cousin. And they're, they're like, you know who this woman is? And I'm like, yeah, she's married to my cousin. So, you know, they knew I, <laughs> they're, they're part of my family. And, uh, but there was obviously nothing they could do because it was a complete total. But that night when I was in the, the jail cell, I just remember I, I finally, you know, sat down and my I guess it's your bed. It's a little metal bed, I guess. And I remember putting my hand on my forehead and there was still glass on my face. And I just remember just feeling like I almost just widowed my wife, who I love very much and, and missed, you know, my son. And at that point I, I knew uh, the lifestyle I was living wasn't sustainable. It was just a man. Cause I had, I had other close calls throughout my life. I mean, when you see a lot of these movies that, embellished drinking and the craziness. I mean, I have a book I could probably write of all the crazy stories of things that me and my friends did. So so I kind of knew at that point, like I kind of been rolling the dice too much. And uh, a friend of mine that I grew up with after he graduated college, he married a Christian woman and, and he gave himself to the Lord. And and uh, I, I called him up and said, Hey, uh, I, I need to go to church when service and so I started going to church after that my wife wasn't a believer at the time and after and she didn't go with me but after about a month she started coming along with me I said why are you coming with me and she's like well I see some changes in your life that I like and and I want to support you And it was amazing because God just completely lit a fire in her life like she couldn't get enough of the Bible and she started doing Bible study fellowship. If you're familiar with that, it's a really good program. And she became a children's leader and she was yes. just on fire from the Lord.
3: Very good and, program.
4: Yeah. So, so she, she uh, it was really awesome just to see that. And then she was, you know, she stood by me and, and through that, like through that Bible study fellowship, when she was a children's leader, uh, one of the young mothers was pregnant and she came in you know with her new baby and a month later she came in with another baby and she's like wait a minute what's going on like you have two babies now how does that work out it's only been a month you know and she goes well i'm a i'm a foster i'm in foster care and this is a foster baby and she's like most babies that end up in foster care in michigan like 80 percent of them end up getting adopted and she's like there's a really need for for people to adopt these these babies because there's not enough good homes for them So it's kind of funny because my wife uh, was praying about this for a few months. And then she, she asked me, she's like, I, I, she goes, I feel like the Lord's been telling us that we need to be foster parents. And she goes, but I want to run it by you. What do you think? And I'm like, let's do it. And she goes, that's not the answer I wanted. I was hoping you said no, (laughs) but my wife and I have always had a, a heart for children, especially, you know, children that are in, in situations that are ideal, you know, we empathize with them. So we, uh, we started working in 2011 to get certified as uh, foster caregivers. And in the spring of 2012, we got our certification. And the, the day we got our license, I guess as it is, we got a call for twins and they had some medical uh, challenges. So we we told the agency we'd we'd give them a call back that we needed to talk about it and pray about it, and before we could make the decision, they they found a home for those twins. The very next day, we got another call for twins. Oh, we had a, yes, yes, and 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 we said yes because we had already had the conversation the day before about it. I mean, it was just like just amazing how God worked through all that, and so. In the spring of 2012 we were blessed with uh, two beautiful brown skin babies uh four and a half pounds each that came into our house and and that was hard i mean for my wife because they were medically fragile they were born at 26 weeks so they were in the nicu for about 100 days before they came to our house one <clears throat> one was on an apnea monitor and oxygen and so my wife Every day of the week, she either had a visitation with a birth mother or a doctor's appointment. And it was that way for over a year. And eventually, they, uh, their, their, uh, the mother's rights were terminated and, and we adopted them. So that's, uh, that's been an amazing thing of how just how God has how just worked through us on that. I mean, it's, it's been a, a very blessing uh, for us with that. Beautiful. So then in, uh, what was it, 2015 was probably like a low point in, in my life just because I, so in my job, I, I used to do technical sales, really technical support for, there was two of us for North America. So I was typically in any given year would be on 130 to 140 flights a year. So needless to say, through a lot of this, like the early years of our older two kids and then even the twins, I was gone a lot working. And, and, you know, growing up doing masonry, put toil on my back. And in 2015, I just chronic back pain. I was probably the heaviest I ever was and just real miserable. And I was on pain pills and, and muscle relaxers. And, and then I tried, uh, Oh, what are they? The anti-inflammatories and those were amazing. But then I read the pills or the bottle and it said, if you take longer than 30 days, it can do permanent. Li- uh, damage to your liver. And, and I know, know the liver is kind of important. I'm not a doctor, but I'm like, this isn't sustainable. I'm in my young forties and I can't take these for the rest of my life because they're going to smoke my liver. And, uh, and, and also at the time I, I started drinking again. Uh, I wasn't drinking and driving, but I couldn't, there was times I couldn't sleep. So I would drink maybe once or twice a week just to help me with sleep. And it just, it was, it was hard on the family. It was hard on me. And, and then, uh, I started praying about stewardship. You know, Lord, how can I steward my body? How can I steward my relationship with my wife? How can I steward? You know, we were at the point you know, we were in land. We in 2010 we moved to the land we're on now, which is 36 acres, and we weren't doing anything then either. So I was praying like, "How do I steward on the land?" and and eventually God just kind of revealed. To me, this he's like, you know, he's a triune God. And he's like, and you're kind of a triune being. You have your soul, you have your body and your mind. And right now you gave yourself to me and I got your soul. Like you're covered with the full armor of God. But what are you doing with your body and mind? Because you're not a good steward. And so that's when I started looking at God's abundance in his land and in his plants as medicine in place of pharmacia. And so I stopped taking all, I, I quit drinking again <laughs> and stopped taking all the pharmaceuticals and started, you know, using turmeric and ginger and just trying to test all these natural anti-inflammatories out. Uh, I also was recommended to do fusion on my L4, L5, L5, S1, and my SI joint. So like I said, you know, doing masonry, like my dad would always yell at me, don't jump off the scaffolding like that, Matthew, you're going to hurt your back, you know. And you're, And then I, and when I was 19, I had a skydiving accident, and I kind of landed pretty hard on my left side. And actually, in my 20s, I saw a chiropractor, and he goes, when did you break your back? And I'm like, I've never broke your back, or I've never broke my back. And he goes, you have an old compressive fracture in your back. And so I'm pretty sure I did it from the skydiving. So I I didn't want to do surgery, so I tried to do physical therapy. And I did physical therapy for about a year uh, with no success. And, and it was really discouraging because I'd lost a bunch of weight, I was eating healthy, and I, I just couldn't get rid of the chronic pain. And so what ended up happening is I, I, I got denied, I ended up wanting to do the surgery, but then the insurance would authorize the double segment surgery. They would only allow one segment at a time which my surgeon said, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense because if I do one segment, it's gonna take you a year to recover and then you're just gonna end up doing another fusion after that. And it was a, a friend of mine who's a doctor who referred me to this guy and he you know, he was pretty straightforward and honest with me. He said, I can do the surgery. He goes, but it's gonna, it's, uh, he, he goes, I don't know. He, he goes, you still might have the pain, you know? So I ended up uh, researching stem cell and used my own blood and they got the stem cells out of my blood and I did seven uh, epidural injections around my, you know, areas of issue. Cause I mean, I had, Oh, bulging disc arthritis, like everything was going on down there. And, and I did the stem cell and man, after about six weeks, the pain in my lower back was gone, was gone. Wow. and it was an answer to a prayer. And I, I haven't pinched a nerve in my back since I did that. And even during physical therapy, I would maybe pinch my back, pinch a nerve in my back every couple of months. But praise god like that stem cell really helped me out i still have issues with my si joint but i can i can work that out so with that kind of prayer and the stewardship you know it's it's it kind of led me on this path of more holistic living uh, also in 2016 when i you know when god kind of answered that prayer uh we started raising chickens you know meat chickens because we're like you know i started researching food quality and seeing all the antibiotics and stuff and protein sources so i just was really drawn to doing natural organic non-gmo food uh and so that was like the body part of just being a good steward of the body and then as far as the mind you know of course me being a plastics engineer i had to do like a flow chart of where my mind goes and (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, and, and I, I was involved in fantasy football for 20 years, you know, and I just looked at, you know, that was a source of contention with my wife and I, because on Sundays we'd come home from church and I would watch football all day, you know, and, and gamble on it. And and so I quit doing that, you know, because that was taking my mind space because I was constantly obsessed with the stats and this player and that game and this. And so then also, you know, I played video games and, you know, that, that was another thing that was just, it was a waste of my mind space. And so, you know, with that, once you start getting rid of all these bad habits, you have a lot of free time, it seems like. (laughs) And so that's when we started focusing more on, you know, the farm and whatnot. And so we we had kind of this homestead plan where I was going to work my corporate job. until probably 60 and then retire. And and have enough uh, from the hobby farm to pay taxes. That was the plan. And, and then COVID happened. And, and when COVID happened for me, I knew right from the start, it was a farce because I, I one of, I used to have three M as a customer for a long time. So I actually specified plastics on hazmat suits. And and through that development process, you talk about the profile requirements for like, for instance, a hazmat suit. Why do you need it? You know, because if you get, any pathogen that's deadly on your skin or you know in your ears your nose your eye you know you need full body protection so so that's the one thing that threw me off at the beginning is I just kind of knew the science and so and for me I was really I I worked for a company uh, uh, publicly traded company and and I didn't really agree with some of their policies and you know, for the first six months of COVID, I just kind of was silent. Then things kind of opened up again, but I I couldn't, I was in sales at that time. I couldn't visit customers because I wasn't vaccinated. And so for me, I kind of had a challenge that and, and, and that was a difficult time. Like those, those two years of going through all that was really tough because I had a you know, it was like the right living. Does God really want me to, to work for a corporate master and publicly trade a company? Or is there something else he wants me to do? And so that really kind of threw my retirement plans through a loop because I'm like, I don't think I can ever work for a corporation again, you know, and uh, it really it, it tested, tested us a lot because for, for so long, I've been such an independent person where I haven't really fully weighed on God, right? I mean, God has helped me through so many things, but I had to kind of just die to myself and just say, Lord, I can't do this. I need your help. Where do you want me to be in all this? And and through that, you know, he's, he's led me to this point now where we're just focusing on the pharmacy, the farming and the, the ministry there. But, but also there's a stewardship element that I can do in the plastics industry as well. So I have a very strong technical background in plastic. And, you know, plastics have a bad stigma. You, you think about all the wrappers and all the junk you see thrown on the side of the highway. But you don't think about how it's used in water filtration or it's how it's used in a heart valve or it's how, how it's used in a knee replacement. And, and and what's what's bad is just the whole consumer just wanting to throw away things and having things easy in the package and, and the producers wanting to make things cheap so for me i'm still going to be in the plastics industry as a steward but more showing people how to pick the right plastic selection you know because there's there's different grades of materials different types of materials for instance there's materials that can be made from castor beans and, and the castor bean is made in an arid environment so it doesn't compete with food crops so you can actually, you know, and it's a very clean product that has no BPAs or anything. It's it's a good natural based uh, plastic. So, so I'm going to try to do some stuff on the plastic side of the business more along like training and how to teach people how to make parts without making lots of scraps, stuff like that. So, you know, for us, uh, but the, the main focus is going to be the ministry because we, we want to help others. You know, we want to show others that just simply returning to the way we make our food and connecting with the earth, because God made us out of dust, right? He made us out of the earth. So when we can connect back with the land, with His abundance, with things that aren't perverted by man, I mean, good things happen. So, and, and Mary, I know you, you, I missed my verse. So, <laughs> okay. One of, one of the things I wanted to talk about is like in my early walk when I first became a Christian. You know, that's that's tough, right? Because you it's the dying to yourself. And like for me, swearing and, and perverse talk was just a way of life for me. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, we would do it in, as a joke just to try to gross each other out and just it was just pointless. And so when I first started studying the, the Bible, I hit Proverbs 6 and verse 12. This says, a worthless person. A wicked man is the one who walks with a perverse mouth. And when I read that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like that really struck a chord with me. And and by the grace of God, my kids have only heard me swear once. And that's when my kayaks flew off the top of our expedition onto the side of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they didn't even hear me say it. I, I yelled, I, I swore. And then I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. And then they're like, we didn't even hear you, Dad.
0: <laughs> that's God. Looking I just right
3: posted there. it in the chat the scripture All right,
4: thanks
0: mary you may have yeah. swore but god didn't want him to hear it <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah so he, he protected
4: their ears beautiful you know and it's yeah so i'm trying to think what else here so outside of that i mean for us it, it's and at our church we go to so we when we first started going to church too we went to a uh a Methodist church and they had great, great people, great Bible studies, but we didn't get much of the word in the, in the sermon. And then my wife got invited to a a Baptist church in here in town and and, uh, it's an independent Baptist church. And in there, when we went there, you know, it's all uh, expository preaching. So it's just right to the word of God. And that's when we like, wow, we're being fed for the first time. And, and, and we're, we're really blessed because we've been with the church now for 15 years, and and one of the things we're we're really we're doing like a scripture memory verse for the church, and it's really been kind of our motto through all of this, through the trials with the twins, through the trials with my my back issues, is First Thessalonians 5:17. Pray without ceasing, and everything and everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesizing, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. So we, you know, we're, I'm just so thankful that God, that we have a relationship with God. And I'm just so thankful of um, where we're at, because when, even though my wife and I were very, you know, we were successful out of college everything we strive for was never enough. I mean my wife had her own business at one point and it just seemed like everything we saw when we got it, it was never enough. And and for instance on one time, you know, we went to Jamaica on the cruise ship and went into Ochos Rios and we just kinda wait to go in and party and you know get some good Jamaican weed. And ten years later I ended up in Jamaica doing a missionary trip and we were in St. Anne's Bay, which is a very poor area and we were working on a church and also a school. And in, in one of the jobs we had to do was we had to move 20 yards of stone through like an obstacle course. We had to go down like a well, first we had to shovel all down like a, a ramp down this 20 foot embankment. And then we had a wheelbarrow at about 100 yards. And then we had to carry it in buckets into this church basement because they wanted to, they're adding concrete in there. And, and then we also like dug the side of a mountain so this guy could build a home so he could get married. And so it was a lot of physical work. I mean, you know, most people don't go down to Jamaica to do that. And I just remember after a couple of days of that hard work, I was sitting out on a bluff, just sitting there and just felt like God had his arm right around me. And I, I remember looking out and seeing the cruise ships coming into Ochos Rios, And I was just thinking, man, 10 years ago, I was in that cruise ship and I thought I was in the top of the world, but it, it just I had a void in me. and and now right there at that moment i just felt like the presence of god with me and it was just that's when i really felt what real joy felt like you know i i I knew what happiness felt like but that's when i felt like the joy of the lord and uh yeah and so that's what we strive for every day is just trying to find you know the widows and orphans in our area that we can help whether it's clearing trees from their property or, you know, blessing people with food, you know, we just have that heart to serve others. And, and our house also is set up for hospitality. So we we do, uh, we do a young adults uh, Bible study. We're going through Proverbs right now, and this is for 18 to 22 year olds. And so we meet twice, twice a week and we go through the study and then we try to eat meat once a month. And when we do once a month, it's more of a fellowship, but a skills-based thing. So for instance, last month we had, we uh, taught them how to run chainsaws. And then we also had, I had a veteran, I have a friend that uh, is a veteran and he uh, taught the the, the children or the the young adults uh, about using firearms. He went through like a one hour class safety, how the mechanics works. And then he also, you know, took them out in the range, you know, so we're just trying to, Show these young adults, you know, what a biblical marriage looks like, you know, yes. just basic skills of like being self-sufficient, you know. So, and then also setting up more events, you know, we're having a harvest party next weekend because through our twins, when the twins were young, we really noticed just how evil like Halloween was. Like they, that we took them out to Halloween, uh, the trick or treat, and they didn't even want to go out there. They were frightened. They were scared to death. And we're like, oh, my gosh, like, what are we doing to our kids here? And, and so we learn through the eyes of our children, like, just at how demonic, like, Halloween is. And then as we even started digging into more of the history behind it, we're like, what are we even doing? You know, so we, we, we haven't been celebrating Halloween for probably the last four or five years. And instead, we've been, like, the last three years, we've been doing a harvest party. And it's just giving thanks to the harvest that we had this year that the Lord provided for us and just creating the, a great opportunity for people to fellowship. Uh, we, we ask some young musicians to come in and, and pray uh, or play praise music. And we'll, you know, typically have a chili cook-off and, you know, a little hayride. And uh, I do a, a water balloon launcher that we shoot little pumpkins at targets. And yeah, we just try to have fun and, you know, fellowship. So, you know, that's what we're trying to do with our ministry is just, you know, a safe place for Christians to come and and fellowship and, and learn different things so
3: yeah i love that idea of the harvest party we do that here too um here uh, at the place where i fellowship at with at king's ranch we have a harvest party in the fall and we're having that coming up next week actually and i am with you i i hate halloween i i have you know i remember trick-or-treating when i was little but has even just as a young adult, there was just something that didn't seem right about it. And, and now since, um, you know, just deeper, I get in my faith, the more I see how wicked it is. And, um, so good for you that you're, uh, you're raised in your kids, right? It's, it's hard to come up against the grain of, you know, their friends and their, you know, the community and that kind of thing. So, um, that's really cool that you're standing in that. Thank well, you. Yeah. Last
4: year, I think we had 70 people here. Wow, so pretty decent turnout. So, and and that's like when COVID happened. That first Easter of COVID, we had thirty-five people here. You know, because we're like, hey, we're we're not afraid of this. If if you want to come over and praise Jesus with us, then let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, kind of in the home church,
3: Matt and have he says, I prefer to worship the living than the dead. <laughs> that's pretty good. Hey, amen. Yeah.
0: And Matt, your Matt, your harvest party is Saturday it is okay we've got we've got a good half a handful of michiganders in our live chat so tell us what's going on saturday and how they can find you and mary let's get that um matt emailed that invite to us let's get that up on our telegram page for everyone to see okay so if there's anyone in uh, michigan that wants to come hang out with matt this saturday he's having a big bash
4: yep so if you go if you go to the website so we have an events on the farm page and you'll see uh on uh, October 28th, we have our annual harvest party. If you click on that, you'll see it says, uh, after our twin daughters arrived and became old enough to participate in the secular Halloween activities, the Lord used their sensitivity to the demonic realm as a wake-up call to us while we are celebrating a holiday that worships our great adversary. As an alternative, we began hosting smaller. Yeah, I won't read it all, but that's... So what we have is hay rides, yard games like Cornhole, Nine Square, Pickleball... We're going to do a little pumpkin decorating contest. Chili cook off. Chili cook off. Yes. What's that?
0: Chili cook off.
4: <laughs> yep. They, they've done like this haystack, candy mountain. Uh, we have a lighted forest walk, uh, pumpkin launching. Um, <laughs> oh, this yeah. young man that goes to our church, he does a whip cracking show, uh, worship concert, campfire, and fireworks. So,
0: apple cider yeah, donuts. Do What's that? It's apple cider and donuts.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So yeah, it goes it, it's from two to nine. So, you know, once it gets dark enough to do fireworks, uh, you know, I'll let the fireworks off. So
3: Well, you throw in some axe throw in there and I might come down come down from Minnesota. <laughs> Mary, I'm working on that. I'm really
4: close. So <laughs> I do uh, I, I think once I I think I'm gonna get this uh, sawmill rig for my chainsaw. And once I get it, I'm going to cut up some of our poplar into nice, you know, two-inch, three-inch thick sections, and I'll have my x throwing course in.
3: Yeah, that'd be cool.
4: Oh, you're serious about that? I'm serious, yeah.
3: I'm serious, serious
4: too. (laughs) Everybody going over
0: to Matt's tonight. We're throwing axes. (laughs) That sounds like way better time. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for your testimony. Beautiful. You're welcome
3: one thing uh that struck me a couple of things that struck me but um that your wife saw the changes in you yes and that um y- you know you were an ambassador like without even knowing it really and that she saw those changes i mean i i know even just you know quite a few couples in my life that um where that has an on, it's an ongoing prayer right now for the spouse to come to Christ and they're just showing Jesus in how they are you know their identity in Christ so that's really cool that you um you brought that out cuz that's an important thing to remember you know we're not always taught it we're showed it you know
4: yeah, absolutely. And then, then even seeing her growth, because then I, you know, like, like I said, she was just like a firecracker for the Lord. And then even like, I would say like three, three or four years ago, she was like, man, you need to lead more. Like you need to be the man. Like in most wives don't do that. Right. Like, and she was like, you need to, uh, she was, I, I will submit to you, but you need to be the man. She goes, if you're not going to be the man, I can't submit to you. And I'm like, whoa, like, and that was a really good conversation, like, because it, she really helped empower me to step up, you know, and, and, and that's, 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 it's hard, it's hard to do it, but it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's, it gave me a challenge and, uh, <laughs> you know, that's it's incredible to see how the Lord has worked through that. Yeah.
3: We had someone else uh, share their testimony that said the same thing. I think he was from Michigan too.
4: Oh, really? Wow.
3: Wasn't it someone that you know, Ron, that was talking about that and that he got a word? Someone from your church. And that he had uh had a conversation with his wife in the car. And uh she was looking into the Bible and saw about leadership in the you know, and how she was she said, Well, the Bible says I'm supposed to ask you because oh, you're my husband.
0: I think that's CJ Hicks. Yeah. 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 Awesome.
3: So, yeah, so that's that's really cool that um that you've noticed that too, Matt. <laughs>
0: I do, and I love that because I, when I was, you know, very starting out in my, in my, in my being a baby Christian, and, you know, you don't really know how to, how to express what you're going through in words. But a lot of times with your actions, people will see that you're different, and they'll ask you about it if they don't know. And it's a great door to be opened by a friend or a loved one you know, Matt, you're changed, man, what's going on? What's different about you? Something that I saw in somebody who had inspired me, but that's a great way if, you know, if, you know, just just living, just living that way, people will see the difference and they'll come to you and they'll ask you, it's a great example.
4: Well, like my friend, when I had the drink in a driving accident, you know, he he still did like the fantasy football and stuff and he would go out with us, but he went to drink you know and then he always had a good time so like I like I just knew that like that was a, a good place for me to go when I was having my issues. And I think that's you know for people out there that are Christians like it's it's good to it's good to be that example around the non-Christians right because there's gonna be a time when they probably are gonna need you and they're gonna feel comfortable going to you you know yes
0: great point.
3: And another thing is you you I have a new word now, mind space. I like that. Like, you know, don't fill your fill your mind space up with garbage. You know? Oh yeah. Be intentional about what you you put in your eyes and your ears and I think we all could learn something about that.
0: I'm huge so- on that. I tell my children garbage in, garbage out. You know, whatever you're listening to, whatever you're watching, whatever you're eating, you know, yeah. You, you you listen to bad words on TV and music, it, it, it'll it just come out of your mouth. It'll just come out. Um, but you're doing it all, Matt, even with your food. You know, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm big on the God diet. Okay. Yes. And if God didn't make it, don't eat it. If it comes in a bag or a box or some human had his hands in a factory putting it together, you know, yeah, go ahead. But. You're better off if it's, you know, just what God made, if he grew it, if it's an animal, it's a vegetable, it's a fruit. And if you can eat it just like it is, and you're all the better if you can do that. And you're doing it right, man, without any chemicals in it, um, without any vaccines in it.
4: I love that, the God diet. That's awesome.
0: You know, I, I thought I made that up and I got really excited about it. And I looked it up and somebody actually beat me to it and wrote a book. So there's a book out there called The God Diet. Somebody can find it. I didn't write it. <laughs> oh, that's
4: interesting. I'll
3: have was, to check
0: that out. I was the second person who had that idea. If God didn't make it, don't eat it.
3: That's well, probably going to have a, lo- that's my a lot of people advice. reading that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Awesome. awesome.
0: And then the, the meat that you grow is you don't have any any vaccines any wormers any anything in any of your meat correct i know you've got correct you've got what do you have there you've got pig and chicken now
4: we got grass-fed beef uh pig and, and chicken and turkey awesome well quite a so situation. yeah we use and, and that's one of the things theo from helios the farm stop me is you know they they treat their livestocks with like vitamin C. If any of their cows get sick, they go high dose vitamin C with the like, you know, even like some B3. And then I, there's an uh, organic supplement farmer down in Sturgis, Michigan. So I buy hydrogen peroxide because you can put hydrogen peroxide in their water and that, that, you know, works wonders with them. That keep, cleans them of parasites and, and uh, you know, gives them pretty much oxygen. So, diametaceous earth is another thing I'll I'll mix in with the feed as well. So,
3: yeah, I've I've used that before. That's that's good product. So. Well,
4: it's funny, you know, like my I got a new breed of meat chickens this year. I, in the past, I've done like the Corners crosses, and I've done the Freedom Rangers this year. And the one of the things I noticed with them, every time I knew, move them into a new, like, uh, because I have uh, the the portable chicken coops, so I can move every day the chicken tractors. Yeah, and so. Uh, I I used to years ago I used to do 24D which is like a broadleaf killer in my lawn just so it would be like the perfect all grass lawn but I quit doing that about 7 years ago when I started going through kind of the stewardship prayer with the Lord and and now my lawn is full of like plantain and clover and, and dandelion and as soon as I move those chickens, the first thing they start eating is they start eating the dandelions, you know, the greens, and they eat the plantain. And I'm thinking, man, that's just like medicine to them. Like that's God's abundance, you know. Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. getting that from. And we can't call them weeds anymore. We have to come up with a new word. But uh, you know, it's just these amazing broadleaf uh, plants that have amazing pro like medicinal profiles in them. Yeah, you know, and just seeing those chickens eat that I you know, it made me feel good because I'm like, well, I know they're they're getting like all the nutritional content they need just from the God diet.
3: I was introduced to plantain, um, actually, while I was in Kentucky, and we had uh, one of our friends here was um, had an issue with a bee sting that um, her face had, had really swelled up. And so she was having a lot of pain. And so, um we had heard, well, get some plantain. I think we heard that from High Vistas. She told us to do that. And so um, went out in the yard. She, she took a high, Vistas took a picture, showed us what it was. We went out in the yard at our uh, Airbnb at Kentucky, found the plantain. We had that bunch of that on the counter the whole week we were there. And um, she shared about how to use that and what to do. And it's involves like chewing it and all kinds of different things, but, um, I had no idea until then. So it's common weed, so-called weed. Yeah.
0: And we got a question from
4: Connie. Do you ship your meat to Grand Rapids? So what I do in Michigan is if a customer orders a hundred dollars more of meat, I deliver it to them. So for instance, I go to Detroit. Out this is my week I go to Detroit. So the usually the third week of the month, I'll go to Detroit. And then I haven't picked a week for Grand Rapids yet, but I, I was just, I have a new customer, actually Barb. I don't know if she listens to this, but she, she was at Barb's uh, Bard's Fest. She lives over uh, by Ada. So I, I do deliver to that area, you know, if somebody orders $100 or more. Excellent. So because that's that's one of the things, too, because it's funny because like where my community is, I don't have a lot of customers in the city because we have a lot of hobby farmers like me. You know, people that are raising stuff for themselves and, you know, or or they're doing it at a bigger scale and, you know, they're not really into the, They don't want to pay for the organic, you know, the cost of non-GMO organic raised birds. So a lot of my customers end up being in the cities, which which is good because I want to be able to provide for people kind of in the cities, you know, to have them. You know, have a good outlet for some good clean
3: food and hey, I, I don't uh do you, is this harvest party something you do every year or is it something you've done okay so how long have you been doing it
4: like, uh, this is the third or four, i think this is the fourth year
3: okay i don't know i had a crazy idea maybe you might see some people coming down next next fall okay
4: and then and, uh we, we Chris, can. And... i'm sorry go ahead I'll go ahead well, I was going to say, we have this, uh, so right in our town, we have this Christian campground that's been around for 150 plus years, and they actually have RV sites and everything and a hotel, and we're talking, it is so inexpensive. I mean, it is, and they have people who rent their cabins. The The tabernacle the tabernacle itself seats 200 people, and I think you can rent it out for $50 a day.
2: Hmm. So if we like ever that. wanted
4: to do a Michigan kind of uh, get-together... You know, we could a do it here, and if we if it ended up being bigger, we could even potentially look at doing it at a place like that.
3: Yeah, I think that would be great. I, I mean, I'm almost almost ready to get on a plane.
4: At <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Mary, where in uh, Minnesota are you, Mary?
3: Oh, I'm about thirty miles north of Mogadishu. <laughs> That's what I tell people. <laughs> Of the oh. the heart heart of the beast, Minneapolis, the Twin Cities. Yeah,
4: yeah, it's what kind of bombed. You? It's
3: bombed out. It really does look like Mogadishu. It's bombed out <laughs> totally.
4: Okay, I used to it's, go. I, I used, oh, go ahead.
3: Oh no, I was just gonna say it's. um So I, I'm in the northern northwestern, quote unquote suburbs of okay. Minneapolis. But All I know right. that um, High Vistas and Devo, they live up in northern Minnesota, and they have been commenting, too, that they're trying to do something similar to what you're doing up there. So um, maybe I won't have to fly down. can just drive up.
4: <laughs> there you go.
3: Yeah.
0: And we got another comment from Chris in Michigan. You've got raw milk, too, Chris says. Is that true?
4: We do have raw milk. So it's hard for me to uh like like deliver it once a month to the like detroit and stuff because unless it's frozen because so i do have a, like a co-op with the amish so we our house is, is a drop point used for the amish so the amish uh you know so people tend to come here to pick it up but i do have some people i deliver raw milk to in uh in the Detroit area,
0: so and your your Amish guy is in Nash- Nashville, real close to me. Can you send me his contact thing? I lost that. Resend that to me, man. Yes, I was yep. looking for that last week and I couldn't find it. It was driving me nuts. I thought I had it saved, yep. and the, what I had saved when I opened it up, it wasn't it. And I was like, oh, my, I got to get a hold of Matt.
4: So I've been trying to find. That's my goal this month is to uh, look at all the different raw milk suppliers, kind of in our neck of the woods. Yeah, So, like in the home and all the Amish communities, just to see uh, who's doing it, we we would we want to do dairy here, Lord willing, and uh, just be, I mean we we go through five to six gallons a week.
3: It's a big commitment doing that dairy yeah. farms, you know. Yeah, we had we some friends. We had some friends we used to visit when uh, I was married and the kids were little, and they had a farm out in Kimball, Minnesota. And uh, I just remember being so astonished at the dedication it took for that family to milk those cows twice a day. And they, they really couldn't go far. I mean, we had a little gathering in their community, you know, away a little ways away from their farm, and they were like, we got to get back. You know, we can't stay. We have to get back to the cows, you know. So great commitment. I'm just so thankful that people are willing to do that because I like milk. I know it's not popular. It's among some people, but I like it. So
4: one of the ideas we were bouncing around is doing milk So doing a milk share, but this is where you would more get people to go in with the purchase of the cow. So think about it: a cow, you milk it twice a day, seven days a week. So you got 14 shares a week. So somebody did one and if somebody had a 14th share, they would be obligated to milk their own milk. So they would come in for one of the sessions. And that's what we were thinking about. It's a great that
3: idea. Burden.
4: Yeah, to spread that burden over to a local population. That way you can, you know, you have people to back you up so you're not dedicated because you either have to have the staff to do it. Uh, how Helios does it out there is they do internships. They'll, they uh, they'll give the people free room and board and food, and they learn how to be orthomolecular farmers. They learn how to milk cows, to butcher and, you know, so they, they get that, that help. It's not, I want to call it free because they're housing them and they're giving them food and, and right, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, you know, those are the concepts we're bouncing around to, to either, you know, you would either A, have to hire somebody, B, have an internship program or do like that milkshare program I was telling you about.
3: And it's scriptural. Many hands make light work.
4: Yes. Many milking hands.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome well um, we have
0: one of the things that I picked up on in your testimony is you're talking about uh the void that void that you felt, and we've talked about it here a couple of times, and I've spoke about the void it being like um with addiction, you know with drinking or with drugs. You know, trying to fill that emptiness that you have in your heart and you're, you're filling it with something. Your void was the glitz, the glamour, the money, never having enough. It always seemed like you needed more or you wanted more. And then that ended Yeah, with Jesus. He filled that void. And that's amazing. Um, yeah, it is. so with everything in life, you're drinking your drugs, any addictions that you have, uh, chasing what the Joneses next door have, you know, that emptiness, if you're listening and you have that emptiness, it can be, it can be filled very easily. I want to read Romans 10, nine through 10 Romans 10, nine through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified as with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So if you're not saved and you're feeling this void, you've heard it right here tonight. What can cure that void? You've heard it in so many episodes, but, but Matt spoke about it tonight. If you need that void filled, come to Jesus. You know, Make no mistake, if you're listening to this, it's not by accident. That's the reason why you're here. You, um, it, salvation is very easy. Just recognize, understand that you're a sinner. Repent from your sin, turn away from the flesh and have that personal conversation with God. Welcome Jesus into your heart if you can believe that God raised him from the dead, and if you believe Jesus is Lord, then you're saved. It's that easy. And for those of us who are saved, there are so many of our loved ones out there who are not. Um, Matt was a great example to his wife, and you can be a great example as well, just by leading with your actions. You don't even have to use words, just leading by your actions. Others around you will see the difference. They'll see that Jesus. they might not know why, and they'll ask you, but they'll see the difference. Um, I've, had, I've, I've, I've had the people say to me, man, I noticed you're, you're different, Ron. What's going on? Um, I've had other people in my life before I was saved. And that was the one thing that drew me to Christ, is I had a friend that I had ran into after not seeing for years, and I saw something different in him, and I wanted it. I wanted it for my own life. So f- for those of you who are saved, get out there and be that example and have that conversation. Don't be afraid to have the conversation. I know we're so afraid to have the conversation. The person loves you. They wouldn't be talking to you if they didn't. There are no wrong words. Jesus, God will give you the words, but don't be afraid to have that conversation. I, w- I want to read our uh, prayer of surrender if I can. If there's anyone listening that is struggling with finding the right words, you can very simply repeat the prayer of surrender. It's a sinner's prayer. There's, there's so many variations online. You can find uh, this one on our Telegram page, this official Godcast on Telegram. If I can read this to you, and, and really, just if you're struggling with words, just repeat this. Dear God, I come before you today with a humble heart and surrender my life to you. I believe that Jesus Christ was born free of sin, died on the cross as a payment for my own sin, and rose three days later. I believe in your gift of salvation and eternal life because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. God, today I repent and turn from my old way of life. Today I ask for a new life through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for forgiving me and making me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody mm-hmm. listening has somebody in their life that doesn't know God. Take the time to have the conversation. You know, so many of us that we listen to on other podcasts and news, they they'll tell you a lot of people believe we're in end times. I, I don't know if we are or not. You know, Jesus said we were in end time two thousand years ago. We gotta be getting closer. It, what do they say? We're thirty seconds from midnight now. Yeah. I mean if just you know open your windows, take a look outside. It's not getting any better out. I mean the writings on the wall. Oh what a grave injustice it would be to be in heaven and looking around and not seeing the ones that you love around you. You know, don't let that happen to you. Have the conversation with the ones you love. Love them. Share them, Jesus.
3: Um, Jet, Jack Tard, just, I want to share this comment with you, Ron, because I don't know if you saw it, but he said, solid preaching, brother Ron, smooth, right. great and greater works.
0: Well, you're too kind, Jack. I love you. Uh,
3: Jack Tard, he was,
0: what, what week was he? Episode 18. Listen to Jack Tard's testimony. That was back in April. And then we also mentioned CJ Hicks. Episode 20, go to May. You want to listen to CJ Hicks. All right, Mary, do you want to close us out?
3: Yeah. I just want to say one more thank you to Matt. Oh, yes. For coming on to share tonight. Matt, any Um, last thoughts? there There are so many comments in here, and I know you probably aren't able to follow along in chat. That's normal when you're giving your testimony, but. So many um, comments of people who are really engaged in what you were sharing tonight and really engaged too in um, what God is doing in your life now, you know, post giving your life over and how he's. Walking you through an an amazing adventure with your family, so thank you for sharing all of that, too.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love what you're doing. You know, you're, you're bringing your land to God and you're doing it with your family. It just doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. It just doesn't get any better than that, Matt. You're doing a great job, brother. God bless you, man.
4: Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate it. It's been, uh, God has been so good through all this and we just, we look forward, to, uh, we're, we're excited to see how he works through all this.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Well, um. In closing prayers, um, I haven't seen anything come across in chat, but um, I do have a few that um, I know about. So I want to um, for sure pray for some people that um, need really need some prayers today. So with that, Lord, um, thank you for Friday again. I just love it. I love how you bring, you just bring it, Lord. I mean, you've really worked with um with Matt and his family, and just thank you for guiding him through this testimony tonight and that he was able to share so many things about you and about the work you're doing in his life, and he is so inspirational, Lord. So we pray a blessing over him and his family right now. We pray that um, you know, just bless them over and above anything that they could even ask or imagine. In your name, Jesus. We pray for this harvest party coming up. We pray that He will have new new people coming in, new contexts, new divine appointments. That's what I like to call them, Lord. The 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 spaces where you've already kind of tilled the soil in someone, and then you know. Matt or someone in his family is able to step into that and share you and share the good news. And I love, Lord, that you have kept him focused on his greatest mission, and that's sharing you and salvation. And, Lord, I want to lift up Jamie. Uh, Some people here in chat know her as Jay Shaw. She was in an accident, a pretty bad car accident last night. And with her mom and her niece and um praise god they survived it and um her mom has has got some challenges now with several fractures in her face um but lord you brought her through that where every single bone is where it's supposed to be and she doesn't have to have any surgery, Lord, and she doesn't have to have a blood transfusion, even though she lost all this blood. Um, it's just a miracle. So we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you that you have saved them through the accident. We we praise you for the work that you have done, just even in this little, you know, this incident, it's not little incident, but this incident that happened. And we uh, we just thank you and praise you for that. And we we pray health over all of them as far as anything that's you know going forward with um any injuries or any soreness or pain or anything that will come that they would be relieved of that um we also thank you lord that (laughs) that you showed your little your little ways to to jamie when she you know just to let her know that you're on top of it and that she's able to see this little card of this this the the officer on duty the first officer on duty his name was jesus <laughs> so she's got this card it says jesus <laughs> so i just think that's awesome lord that you just find these little ways you know and thank you holy spirit that you impressed upon her to even notice that because that's all your work and we praise you and thank you for that And we also want to lift up Duncan and Livin and Duncan's mom and everybody in their household who may be feeling ill right now. And that we just pray a health over them and that we miss them so much and we cannot wait for them to get back to Kilted. And, um, Lord, you are, uh, you're pretty amazing. And I just pray a breath of life into their whole family. I pray that, um, Duncan's ears would be able to be clear and that he'd be able to hear and that he would be able to go on and do the mission that you have called him to do. So, and I I I just I love you, Lord, that you have brought them even just personally into my life and that they are such good friends of mine and um awesome people. So thank you for that, Lord. And we want to lift up Jim, Jim Conley, and his family and the loss that he's experienced here recently with his son, and also uh, an, an anniversary of losing his mom just recently, um, three years ago. So, um, we praise you and we thank you for the work that you're doing in their family right now, even through the struggle. And that um, we just pray a comfort around Jim and his family. We pray for our relationships to be. Um, solidified to be um, brought closer together we pray for unity we also pray for um, jim's heart that it would be mended and that he would continue to look at the good memories that he has of sam and just help him know that that he is so loved we also lift up punky and her family tiffany and her family and they've been sick and we pray, uh, health over them as well. That breath would just come upon them, that they'd be able to breathe as God intended and that any, uh, congestion or anything, we just speak against that in the name of Jesus, that it would be cleared up in the name of Jesus. We pray for any relief of any pain. We, uh, we thank you in advance for what you're doing already. And we miss them too. So um, we just thank you for their friendship. And I don't know if there's anybody, Lord, else that has expressed anything. I'm just scrolling through here really quick. But um, just overall, we just pray for relationships, that they would just be unified and Mended and um, struggles. We talked about struggles today, Lord. In in uh, Sister on Scripture this morning, I think that was this morning. And uh, Romans five came to mind, three through five, I think it is, and about how struggles bring us to perseverance. Perseverance brings us to character. Character brings us to hope. And so, Lord, help us look at our struggles that we have, and we have all kinds of them here, Lord. From every gamut of everything, you know, in the body, mind, and soul, we have struggles in all different shapes and sizes. Um, But what's in common is that these struggles, if we let them, if we let the Holy Spirit help us, can turn into perseverance, to character, to hope. And hope does not disappoint. And help us remember that, Lord. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for for all those gifts that you do bring us and that, that we're, you give us the power to even do any of that. I mean, it's not even us at all. It's you. So thank you for that. And Father, thank you for sending Jesus for salvation. That's the biggest thank you for tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen.
0: awesome thank you mary
3: nope I, I didn't forget anything i feel like i did but the lord knows
0: yes he does yes matt final words wow well the lord always what's awesome about matt your volume yeah we, 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 we can barely hear you
3: maybe just get closer
4: is that better barely
3: no but just just yeah, we can kind of hear you. You're good. Just go. Okay.
4: Well, I was just going to say in re- regards to prayer, like even if we stumble on our prayers, like God knows perfectly what, what, what we need, even if we flounder, right? And I'm not saying you're floundering, but if, you for, if we forget about somebody, then when we're praying, he knows. Uh, well, I appreciate you all taking the time and letting me come on here and share our story. And, uh, you know, if there's anybody that has any questions about Project Farm Stand, uh, you can contact me through there in the about. And uh, we're looking to uh, just kind of build that tribe here in Michigan. So if anybody has a passion to uh, do anything holistically, let's talk and see what we can do. And, you know, God bless and, and thank you all.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Matt. You got a thumbs up on your volume. They were able to hear you. So good
0: all right and we'll get that project farm stand up on our yep. uh, telegram page and then you can find it at uh, www.farmstand
3: or project farm stand.
0: Project right. farmstand. Dot com. Yep. perfect all right okay. matt stick around uh we're gonna play a closing song here but stick around until afterwards we'll say our goodbyes after and uh love for you to hang out for a minute okay listeners thank you so much for joining us we will be here next friday for pastor chad peck right here on podbean 7 p.m eastern time and we'll leave you with this my dearest friends let us not forget we're here for one reason one reason only and that is to spread the gospel of our lord and savior jesus christ so please find that special someone in your life that you love that does not know him and share your testimony do it today
3: And if you're still on Podbean, stick around. Conley's still on, I guess, maybe, for another half hour. We'll see.
0: Yeah, catch a Conley. Good
3: night, everybody. It's
2: not just a story, it's a living, breathing world. Love all of you. I hear you, Jay Will. his <laughs> home For the world he loved, for the world that he so loved. It's not just a story. I believe in the life of Jesus. I believe that he conquered death. I believe in the resurrection. I believe he's coming back again I believe that his spirit's with us I believe that he gives us power I believe that he is the son of God I believe it, I believe it I believe it, I believe it I believe in the life of Jesus I believe it, I believe it I believe it I can't deny it if I said I got here on my own, I'd be my eyes have seen the goodness of the Father. Oh, we're the ones He loves. We're the ones that He so loves. Oh, and I can't deny. It. Oh no, say I believe in the life of Jesus. I believe that He conquered death. I believe. Coming back again. I believe that his spirit's with us. I believe that he gives us power. I believe that he is the son of God. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe in the life of Jesus. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. We cry, hold it. Let the earth rejoice. He is worthy. Jesus I believe that he conquered death I believe in the resurrection I believe I believe you say I believe that his spirit is with us I believe that
0: Oh, man, I guess we got to say goodbye now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: Don't worry, we'll be back next Friday.
3: Uh, Jonathan said his podcast is going to be called This is God's Bible Study with Jim Warren.
0: <laughs> that was Jay Wu. Jim prayed. Jim did our opening prayer last week, for those that are listening. Awesome. Yeah. I can't World wait. Rule to... or
3: two vet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: 96 awesome. years old,
3: right? 96? Yes, 96.
0: <laughs> awesome. Love it. So,
3: So look for that.
0: All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. God bless you. And thank you for being here.
3: Yeah. God bless. Thank you. Love you all.
1: Good night.